brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Today on the show, Radical Ones, it's 1997's The Beautician and the Beast, starring Fran Dresser and Timothy Dalton. I'm sorry, my mouth has a mind of its own. There's no stopping it. It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Did I do that? Good morning, Charlie. The power is yours! Get down, honey, get down! Yeah. And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, beat me. My name is Grace Jones. Thunder! 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 Well, welcome back, Radical Ones, and welcome to the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with Brother David, and it is Valentine's, well, month? It's February. It's the time for love, David. Love is in the air. Do you feel the love? Can you feel the love tonight? I do feel the love from our radical ones. Jeanette's always pumping us up. On our Thundercats show, we have new listeners. It's so exciting. It's an exciting time for us, David. It is, it is. And it's it's the month of love. Although, if you have love in your heart, it doesn't matter when it is. Plus, my son's birthday is the day before Valentine's Day. That's a wonderful birthday. I wish it was the actual Well, Valentine's considering day. all everybody says he's my favorite and I love him the most. I guess. <laughs> Not true, people. I love them all. You know who's born on Valentine's Day? Lara Croft. Oh, is she? So she's a Valentine baby. Not that she's really a real person, but you know. You know, today, today's movie. Mm. 
this is definitely taking us back to the 90s, David. It's 1997's The Beautician and the Beast. And honestly, Fran Drescher was such an it thing in the 90s at the time that it's not shocking that she did cross over to movies. Unfortunately, it's a bomb, but... Honestly, I don't know how I'm going to tell you something. Because it's ironic that recently, and I told you this when we decided to do this movie, that recently my kids had watched a movie which is a total ripoff or i wouldn't say ripoff it's because i really actually enjoyed the movie it was a total reimagination of this movie and it's on net wasn't it on netflix yes it's on netflix the, the name completely she's a hairdresser she goes to this foreign land the prince falls in love with her but it's like a, it's fresh because he's younger she's younger this actress has actually been in a string of movies that i really like I believe it's like disney associated i really liked it i i have to say this it's the guy who plays aladdin right yes the royal treatment royal treatment this definitely gave me beautician and the beast feels and i like that movie and i like this one i cannot believe it was a bomb because this is quintessential fran drescher and i loved every moment of it so i really don't care i actually thought about like i would actually i rented this movie to watch it for this for the podcast but i actually regret not just buying it a digital copy of it so i can watch it again yeah you do have the digital way david is he david's the modern one in in our team he does the digital i'm still with the discs but digital really is a good way to do it i think especially if you don't well if you don't have a player but you can do things on demand so it is nice that way but um i think it's really cheap david even on dvd i think it's like two or three (laughs) dollars I don't care what you say. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It gave me, I don't know. It gave me the nanny love. It gave me the, the Fran Drescher thing. It gave me just a sweeter, innocent. It was such a, I don't know. I can't say enough about it. I, maybe our listeners would be like, this man is out of his mind. Maybe, maybe he had had too many hearts and heart candies this month for, for Valentine's Day, but I definitely felt the love with this one. No, David, I I agree. I did love it in the 90s when I originally saw it. I think I watched it about two or three times in total, but I had not seen it in a good 20-something years, probably. And I laughed, I smiled the whole entire time. But that could be because it's our kind of humor, maybe, and also that we were fans of The Nanny. And it's very, it's very nanny-esque, I'll say. I don't know if that was intentional because, you know, the crossover like i said like building her fran as a character kind of thing it's definitely her trying to be lucille ball i think in a lot of ways and she's always been like that deborah messing is that what you're trying to say better lucille ball deborah messing just because she has red hair but honestly i get fran's lucy-esque more she does very lucy-esque things a matter of fact we get the lucy homage with the deviled egg at the end when she's cooking and stuff if you want to get a little bit creative you can get a hot boiled egg take a couple of pieces of olive here a little bit of radish you know for the mouth and a carrot curl and look what you got lucille ball Ooh. 
And then David, I actually sent this, is a massage scene that is literally almost word from word when Lucy massages John Wayne. Great homages. I'm not taking away from Fran, but she's smart, I think, trying to make Fran a Lucy-esque character that can go into movies, that can go into TV projects, that can cross over that way. I don't know what it is, but I just love a good hairdresser that makes good on her life. I like Baps, too, with Miss Holly Berry. Baps was fantastic, especially when they get to the um, the duvet. No, not duvet. That's a cover for a kid. duvet? Don't call her Fran Dresser. It's oh she, she, she ain't putting clothes in. She ain't folding up clothes and putting it inside. The duvet. Oh, my God. When they have the... What is that thing with the water? The bidet? The bidet scene in Baps is hysterical when the water's hitting them in the eye and they're trying to turn off this... Oh, my God. During something funny, so my, when my sister-in-law came to visit, my husband wanted to show her the duvet. Uh, now you got me saying du- it. The, the duvet bidet. covers? The bidet. duvet covers. We do actually put on the duvet covers when people come. Otherwise, I don't even make my bed at this point. I'm so out of it. She tried... She turned the knob and the water splattered her face. Oh, it did get her in the face? Oh, my God. Well, that is in very in line with this movie's humor, I think. Once upon a time, a beautiful maiden left her home to seek her fortune in a foreign land. Where is she? Where is the teacher? Oh! Oh, Mr. President! Please, don't judge me by this. It's just that it's so dark in this castle. Great for atmosphere, but it's hell for putting on liquid liner. Make her be quiet! I heard. This teacher is a loose cannon. Could I possibly get a blanket without a head? My children are growing up in a different world than me. You must help them face a new century. If you've earned 18,000 frequent flyer miles, but it takes 20,000 miles to go from Miami to Scottsdale. I thought you taught science. Teach it? I didn't even pass it. You look lovely, Marsha. Yeah, it's control top pantyhose. Hold you in like a stuffed sausage. You teach beauty school. Yeah, I want to talk to the hand. Here, I talk last. Yes, who could get a word in edgewise? You do it again! This woman would destroy the country. A little bit of radish, and look what you got. Lucille Ball. Ooh. (laughs) This is the only job you can get yourself. Do I not intimidate you at all? Is one of your sideburns shorter than the other? You don't have to be a tyrant to have people follow you. Would you just trust me? You know, Sonny Bono shaved off his mustache, and now he's a congressman. What does he do? He's saying hello. Hello. Paramount Pictures proudly presents... You better be careful. A girl could get used to this. It's like she has put a spell on you. Fran Drescher. You remember what I told you? Boys would like me for what I am. A princess princess with a great big dowry. Timothy Dalton. Talk to the hand. <laughs> Isn't that cute? I love that. The beautician and the beast. I always wanted to do that. 
restart with this cartoon opener, which is really adorable. It shows Fran as this cartoon character, and the prince kisses her, and then he hears the voice, which is, I guess, a joke, too, in itself. But then he's like, we're, we're gonna get married, and she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, one kiss and we're getting married? She's like, no, 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 I'm not doing this, and he's like, what did he say? I love, I love humor in... My women or something like that? No, it was another word for it, but it wasn't... So basically, it was funny, because it was actually pretty well drawn as well the cartoon yes. itself was a well-drawn cartoon and it's like like a spoof of snow white and she runs off saying i know the divorce raid and blah 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 blah, blah and she takes off you're not a dwarf come away fair maiden we shall be married at once married one kiss and suddenly i'm engaged i wasn't even awake to enjoy it be gone and watch where you walk the bunnies eat a lot of fruit You'll be my princess. Like that line of work, such a bargain. Affairs, bulimia, divorce. I read people. Yeah. And handmaid. I'm too young to get married. Ah, <laughs> sense of humor. I like that in my chapel. No. I've got goals. I've got dreams. I've got ambition. Wait. Come back. Miss Miller. Miss Miller. Miller. Which is so funny because it does lead right into the movie of why she has not been married yet, which is also, again, a trend in the natty where the mother is always yes. pushing to be married. She always wants to be married. It's like, why can't you meet a nice Jewish boy and get married? Kind of a thing. Being from New York, also, we we definitely, we love our, our Jewish people. Grew up and that was part of just being in New York. So, yeah, it's funny. It's funny the caricatures of Jewish people as opposed to the people that I've met directly from Israel. Oh, like, yes. Very, like, the, like, it's like eating like authentic food, eating the Americanized version of food. It's pretty funny. But anyway. At the time, Siskel and Ebert, of course. I mean, what do you think oh. I'm going to say? Mm. They hated it. They hated it, right? But Siskel goes to add, this is terrible, that he can't stand her voice. Even though he notes that she doesn't do as heavy an accent, but he finds it grating, right? Fran Drescher is famous for her unusual voice, which some people find annoying, and I must admit that I am among their number, but at least in the petition and the beast, she doesn't unleash the full power of her laugh, which I find one of the most unpleasant noises I've ever experienced. And then Ebert says he thought the last third of the movie was actually funny. And he wonders if a different script writer came in and changed things up. But honestly, to me, it's an even keel. Although radical ones, we're not hard to impress at this show. I know that we usually like everything. No, but, but honestly, well, because we, that's what we usually review. We, we're not going to pick <laughs> something that we, we hate and go, we hate this. We hate this. We're not, we're not a hater show. We're like, we want to share our perspective on things that we love and really yeah, like or molded, or molded us as people and entertain you, of course. So, yeah, listen, you know what's the old expression? You can bleep me out. Opinions are like holes everyone has one <laughs> every time they they did a review they were i don't know they they basically themselves siskel and ebert to me even when i was growing up were nothing special they were just basically branded and yeah. they just had a niche they're two stuffy old men that one looked like newt gingrich with glasses and, <laughs> active, and the other one looked like he was clinging on to life and had no oomph so you're gonna tell me these two old farty men are gonna tell me what i'm gonna like as a kid or a younger Adult. There was nothing to it. And maybe I'm wrong and don't crucify me. Although they're long gone and I'm sure their fans don't really care because they might not even have any. Remember fans it went before. to Roper too then? It was like, what is it? But you know what I'm trying Roper? to say? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like for the time. I never saw them like anything, honestly. It's like, what's his name? The dry eyes guy. You know, who? who oh, ben, ben Stein. Stein. <laughs> 
Clear eyes. Wow. This movie was horrible. Contact lens relief from Clear Eyes. Wow. Saying, oh, I like Ben Stein. I think he's funny. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is I never actually listened to anything they've said because when I used to watch the reviews, I actually could fall asleep listening to their reviews. And of course, I feel passionate about this because I just watched this movie and it made me laugh and it made me feel good in a time that, you know, like the world is a crazy place and everything. So I'm not trying to be mean to them. Listen, they carved their way. They made their money. Of course. They had, of course. They had opinion. God bless them. They did what they did. And, you know, maybe we would do that too. So maybe someone would listen to us later and be like, those two, all they did was laugh about everything they never had a good review (laughs) (laughs) matter of fact i believe one of them is mentally ill and has a speech impediment it's true i mean i could say and not to get on a whole tangent but out of all the movies we've done i can already say off the top of my head the bodyguard the phantom i did with rob they never liked anything they never liked anything so it is what it is but i didn't like phantom no they said it was they like billy zane and they where well, they didn't like billy zane one didn't like billy zane and one liked him which I've never seen anyone who could dislike Billy Zane. I feel like he's so likable and charming. He's so sexy, too. God. <laughs> so, yeah, there goes that. February 7th, 1997, to generally negative reviews. Critics panned the story as more appropriate for a sitcom rather than a feature film, and they called it a poor example of the romantic comedy genre. But Fran pitched the movie, and then she did hire a writer that was used to her quote-unquote voice. So it w- was her, from what I'm gathering now, it is like a nanny-esque thing. It, she wanted someone who had a similar sense of humor and were familiar with her voice and the type of dialogue that suits her best. So it is a very nanny-esque movie in that sense, which is not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, Rob just watched The Nanny from the beginning for the first time. When he loved it? I think he, I gotta ask him, he, he enjoyed it. I think he said maybe the last few seasons were a little wacky. It did get a little wacky. I loved that show and i loved the the banter between all of them and the the sarcasm and whatever with the butler with cc oh cc i can quote that when she what did she call him servant he goes brunette Niles was the best. Niles was the best. Oh, David, here we go. She says she modeled Joy after her previous performances. She explains it was a specific and strategic choice to not have the audience have to work hard to accept me as another character. I wanted it to be easy so they wouldn't have to bite off more than they could chew. Mr. Sheffield, I told you kids. Now, someone would say that's a cop-out, and maybe she's just acting in her way, but it works. It works. So let's get into it. I mean, we've, we've talked Does about- Does this the- movie have a cult following, though? Is David, there- I'm sure. It's gotta it be. To. Maybe it's just every gay man liked it. I don't know. Fran plays Joy Miller, a beautician who was teaching in New York City. And let me just tell you, she has the worst students you ever would want. Uh, David, how did it go from the, the one male student smoking a cigarette, lighting the head on fire? Another bright student thought, let me take this bottle of Aquanet hairspray or whatever it was, spray the head. And then another one comes with an, an it looks like a boat oar and smashes the broom. head. It's a broom. <laughs> 
but oh, wait a minute. A broom? When she passes down, so but the, you have to remember preface this by saying she w- was going from look like job to job. She had just done the hair for like the girl who does the numbers for lotto the lottery and, numbers, and she was smoking. And her mother goes, "Would it be so bad for you to just settle down?" And she goes, "Settle." She goes, "I don't want to settle, mom." She goes, "Settle, like settle on somebody, even if they suck. That's horrible. I would never give that advice to my children." Look, call me a realist. Is teaching night school so terrible? Maybe one day you could own your own beauty parlor. Maybe raise a family, God forbid, huh? I don't want to settle. Sweetheart, I say this because I love you. Settle. Meanwhile, did you see me take one or two my lanterns? Now listen to your mother. She's not like us. We're dreamers. But Donnie, you settled. You opened a stationery store. No, that was my dream. I love cards. Ma, you know, it's not as if I don't want to settle down and raise a family someday. I'd just like to meet a guy who wears less jewelry than I do. You always did set your sights too high. When I meet the right guy, I'll know. I don't know how, but... I'll feel some kind of a nuts in my stomach. The father is so supportive. He's like, I never settled. And she's like, you want a card store? Like, and he goes, but stationary, I love stationary and cards. That was my I dream. love that. I and thought that so, was adorable. So Wholesome. the funny part is, yes, she's teaching this night class in, in a college <laughs> and they all set the place on fire. What was the quote that she said to the one girl? She's, she's teaching them how to do makeup and she goes to the girl. It's called Revlon, not Herman Williams or something. No, not what's the other paint thing? Oh, well, she did say it's very easy to go from flashy, flashy, not trashy. Yeah, she's doing this mantra with them. Flashy, not trashy. She's talking about color. And then she says to the one girl, though, it's called Revlon, not, not Dutch boy or something like she's like talking about because she painted the face she's doing the makeup so hard now let's see i don't think it looks right you gotta move the mole class the mole always goes over the left lip this way it balances the cigarette see otherwise if it's all on the same side you look like you're gonna fall over <laughs> angelica it's called revlon not dutch boy class class what is our motto here flashy not trashy excellent the He-Man, the Dutch boy haircut. I love this too. She tells one of them, you have to put the mole on the left lip to balance because the cigarette. How 90s was this? Cigarettes all the time. And then she mentions, by the way, talk to the hand quite a few times and her treasure troll doll. That was a 90s time capsule. Yes, love it, love it. Hector, no, the cigarette. That hairspray is flammable. I ain't smoking no cigarette. So there's a fire and she actually saves all yes. the animals in this <laughs> So the fire's going on. The place is burning. And she's like, don't worry. Don't worry. Everyone will get out alive. Leave everything. <laughs> and then she sees the animals. And then she asks the guy, the one guy in the class who is flaming. And he goes, Definitely she goes a you help me, can you help me get the animals? He goes, I'm not saving rats. Burn, baby, burn. Oh, oh, Hector. Hector, Hector. We gotta go save the animals. I ain't saving no rats. Burn, baby, burn. Oh, don't breathe. And he runs out, and so she saves all the animals. She puts a snake in her snake bag. It was like her snake, snake skin. And what does she say to it? Oh, don't, like in other words, it's fake. Don't worry about it. Yes. I thought it was so endearing, but to me, these students are now trash. Not only are they terrible, but they wouldn't even rescue a freaking rabbit. I mean, so she no. saves them all, and someone takes her picture. And- That's all of them. You're a hero, Miss Miller. Do you need any oxygen? Huh? 
Oh, 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 um, no thanks, fireman. I'm, uh, I'm fine. Thank you. Right. <coughs> you know, I'm feeling a little short of breath. He was talking to me. Hey, Miss Miller, smile. Oh, no. We pan to where she's, I think she's just walking down the street reading like a self-help book and yes. somebody following her in this, in this limo and they they have a newspaper and it says hero teacher saves, saves students, students and animals from fire, brave, you know, brave teacher and it's from science fire. Cause it, it was done in a science, like they were sharing the space with like a science lab. So he believes that she's a they real teacher. Yes. With it, with an edge. Like in a, yeah. But he hands her that hard right and she gets nervous and then she first she takes out breath Bananca. spray Bananca. oh wait a minute it's Bananca. oh sorry she was a spray and then she sprays him with tresemme mousse and then she says she reads the name on the card which i won't even dare pronounce and she goes what is that your pimp daddy name it was some like <laughs> long name it was an eastern european name i suppose because this is where this takes place yeah. Speak happiness and peace with everyone you meet. Go away, this is pepper spray, and I'll blind you. Oh, it's Benaka. I'm not criminal. Look, I have suit. Wait a minute, are you from Visa? Because, you know, you shouldn't tell people that they could just pay the minimum and hound them day and night. I'm not bill collector. My card. That's the, uh, what's that, your pimp daddy name? No, 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 it's my country. My name is Grushinsky. My president, Boris Pachenko feels that with the glorious onset of democracy in our country, his children should be exposed to Western thought for six months. So he sent me to United States to bring back finest teacher available. Brave, selfless, and willing to die? Oh, His Excellency respects such qualities in a teacher. Uh, you know, I talk to the hands. Please, please, let me finish. The job pays 40,000 American dollars. Do they take a FICA? Of course. What is this FICA? And uh, please, it is a legitimate offer to live in Eastern Europe. It's in Europe? Oh, yes. It's very beautiful. It's like Paris. 50 years ago. So the setup is he takes her, she needs a job, right? He takes her to this country, which for six months worth of work, he's going to pay her 40,000 American dollars. And she gets to go to Eastern Europe. He goes and he goes there. It's like Paris, but 50 years ago. (laughs) It's a made up place, by the way. Yeah. It's like it's near you. It's near the Ukraine, according to the map. When you show you the map, it's near Ukraine. It borders Ukraine and Poland and a few other places. I guess. What is it? Sol- Slovenia. Sol- it's almost like Vulcanvania or whatever yeah. the heck. It's a fictional language that they actually created for this movie. Very Stalin. Very Russia, maybe like a, a dictatorship, right? I mean, it's a dictatorship. Yeah, and it's, well, he says that they're going to be embracing democracy. So the the president of the country wants his children exposed to American culture. And he said, who better than a a heroine of a teacher who is saving students and people in a fire without worrying about her own safety? And then she tells the mother, she's leaving. The mother's like, oh, my God, you can't go. You can't go. And she goes, goes, it's it's Europe. It's like, she goes, the mother, it's like Paris 50 years ago. She goes, there was Nazis in in, in Paris 50 years ago. Eastern Europe, are you out of your mind? Ma, it's Europe. They say it's like Paris 50 years ago. There was. Or Nazis in Paris 50 years ago. 
again, I think it's hysterical. I think it's hysterical. I think she's taking a chance. She's she she's playing like a Fran but Jersey girl, but like with a heart of gold kind of a thing. It's kind of like that whole universe of like pretty woman and like baps and like all these different things like in it and maybe that's why we like it too they also do play up that fran is like sexy and she can be sexy even though she's wearing these oh, crazy she outfits. is beautiful she's got she a banging body she's a good looking woman she and she's charming she has a charm about her i'm sorry even with the voice or whatever the and case the voice is bothered me no i mean maybe we're from new york so we have people probably say we have horrible thick accents i don't know well we do especially when i say i saw i saw this movie Day, I, but saw I saw her over there. <laughs> but she's, to me, she's lovable. She plays this character, David's right, that it's like nothing really brings her down. She's a, a ray of sunshine. This movie, would you say, it's it's Beautician and the Beast. Okay, so they want you to think of Beauty and the Beast, but I'm getting King and I mixed with yes. the Sound of Music? Yeah, but like- Or Sound con- of Music a little, pushing it a little, maybe. No, well, like the children, they're like these very, like, so there's, there's four kids, a very, so there's two boys, two girls. The boy, I think, is the oldest. Then there's a daughter. And then there's the, the middle sister. And then there's a very young boy. The little boy. And the first thing she does is kiss his little hands when she meets him. Such a lovable woman, I think. Oh. <clears throat> Rule number one, kids. Never surprise a New Yorker. Comprende? Oh, my God. You don't speak English? Uh, I'm Katrina. And this is my brother, Carl. Carl Pachenko. Eldest son of His Excellency, the President. How are you too, Carl? Nice pasture. I look forward to learning all about your decadent American ways. Honey, we just met. What's your name? Masha. Well, Masha, come out from behind that bedpost so I could see more than just that gorgeous hair of yours. You don't look like the other teacher. She was ugly with missing teeth, and her breath smelled like something died, farting in her mouth. Hi. We've never met an American before. Never? We don't want to be raped by your mindless cultural imperialism. You know, Carl, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And then you meet the dictator, the pres- El Presidente, the president. Timothy Dalton. Who, by the way, in that movie was pretty sexy, I'm going to say. Yes, he was very, very James handsome. Bond. I like his fake accent, too. Like, I liked yeah. that accent with him. Oh, Mr. President, I-, I know that I'm late, and I'm so sorry. Please, don't judge me by this. It's just that it's so dark in this castle, which is great for atmosphere, but it's hell for putting on liquid liner, which, frankly, I can put on in a crosstown bus sitting over the motor but of course that wouldn't interest you because i am an educator and no one really cares what an educator looks like still what's it like outside because i was thinking about wearing sweat and i know make up be quiet i heard since this is your first time in my country i will make allowances for you once but i do not take lightly your being here my children are growing up in a different world than me and i believe despite opinions to the contrary, that they must learn to live within it. You must help them face a new century and the Western dignitaries who will now be coming into our home. So in future, I expect you to be prompt, efficient, and dressed. Did you like him with the mustache or without it? I could have had him either way. (laughs) 
He's like, I ain't one to, I ain't one to throw a good dictator out. No, mm-mm. I love this, David. They said the old teacher they had had no teeth, and the breath was something like it died, or something farting continuously, or something like that. To that point, their old teacher, and she's going, "What the hell am I going to teach these kids?" Because she has that relationship with the gentleman that brought her there. Again, a Niles esque. Yes, but is he? The president's brother? Is there a part like... Oh, I thought he to... was in the assistant only. I, I don't know, but it. I think it might have been. I, I kind of hit some point. I don't remember exactly where I saw it or heard it. But So there is kind of that Niles from the nanny kind of person that's like he he understands his place, but he also like really enjoys her. She's a, Again, she's a breath of fresh air. She is teaching the children supposedly about American culture, <laughs> which I think she's qualified to do in that sense. Instead of Shakespeare... She shows them, not Romeo and Juliet, she shows them West Side Story, and she says, <laughs> couldn't get past Nally Wood's Puerto Rican accent either, or something like that. But what about literature? Yeah? Flaubert, Genev, Shakespeare. You do know your Shakespeare, don't you? From covereth to covereth. Why don't I just get to the blackboard here, mister? But we didn't have an assignment on Romeo and Juliet. <clears throat> West Side Story, honey. I brought the tape. It's so much more accessible for the kids to relate to. Don't you agree? Carl, I was confused by the film. I've read of the gang problems in the United States, but I had not been aware they were so proficient in ballet. Well, I'll tell you, I couldn't get beyond Natalie Wood's Puerto Rican accent. Um... But, you know, that's if you live there. Because the father comes in to check on her, and he has this thing where she will say something, and he'll say something negative, and then she'll talk under her breath. Well, if you would have listened the first time, then I wouldn't have. He's like, what? And he gets really angry, and he's like, but she kind of gives it back to him, and that's what I like, too. She doesn't. The king and I, she almost was fearful of him. She still gave yeah. it to him, but, but she was still kind of, like, more. And Fran, at that, I think once or twice she clams up and doesn't say anything, but for the most part, or Joy, I should say. Joy. I know, yeah. I'm surprised her name wasn't Fran, though, honestly. Joy Miller. She kind And he's like, he gets furious because she's so, I want to say free-spirited in a way, too. And she challenges. She challenges him. She tells him. Go on. I know you have a lot of notes, Ryan, on this one. Okay, just random parts. She tells the kids, raise today, raisins tomorrow. David, as an esthetician. Uh, Amen, you got to wear sunscreen, baby. Because you know what? It's easier to prevent than it is to correct. I mean, that's the truth, isn't it? 15 minutes. And remember, kids, put on your sunblocks because raise today. Raisins raisins tomorrow. tomorrow. Fab. Starting off, she's not getting it her first day. She wakes up with the kids. She goes to breakfast. They give her some kind of black sausage with cottage cream, I think they said. What is this exactly? Blood sausage and clotted cream. It's a delicacy. It must be in your honor. Oh. Well, it looks delicious. I do like this because you do see that the father does try, even in this beginning. She mentions her father and he sits back down at the table, right? And this is when she moves the children over to him. And she says something like, oh, it's it's just as easy to move five people as it is to move one person, basically telling him, dude, you should have just gotten up and sat with your children. Why are you sitting large table length away from your children if you, you know? Um, oh, well, no bother. We'll come to you. Come on, kids, hurry up. Your father wants to talk. Come on, hurry up. What are they doing? They are coming to talk. Why? Joy Miller. Oh, Sid, Sid. It's just as easy to move five people as it is one. There we go. 
So that was good. She's bringing them closer. You also get a sense through watching the movie that he had a wife and he loved her very much and he took her for granted and then she passed away. And I think also besides the whole dictator and running the country kind of a thing, he also pushes away from them at times because maybe it reminds him of his wife. Maybe I'm reading into that too much. It like it's kind of hurtful for him, which is I another agree. reason I liked the movie. Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> Who? Who? Well, honestly, does anyone know that? Nerney, who? Mm, so, this too, when she, her first day, David, it's just little highlights. She doesn't know what to teach them, right? So she she's writing her name on the Miss Joy Miller. She puts a heart around the eye. Then she puts a heart around the name. She's just, what am me. I? Well, yeah, what, are they, what am I going to teach these kids? Now, just for curiosity's sake, how did it work with your last teacher? Uh, we read aloud from our textbooks. Huh. What'd she do? She watched. Sometimes she slept. And she still got paid? Of course. If it ain't broken. Uh, let's see what we're going to read today here. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. World history. Here's your father. His Excellency President for Life Pachenko. Eric Cole, why don't you begin? The son finds her very attractive. The daughter, all she wants to do is have sex. Sex and more sex. And then Joy is like, you know, what do you mean? And she's like holding hands, eating ice cream. <laughs> very cute. And she goes, I don't know. Before and after. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. You are a woman of the Western world. Mm. Sophisticated, promiscuous. Hey. My father wanted me date. And all I want to do is have sex. Sex, sex, and more sex. Well, that might be the reason why he won't let you date, but English isn't your first language, so tell me exactly what you mean by sex. Oh, well, you know, sex. Uh, holding hands, eating ice cream. Oh, well, actually, you've just described the before and after events, but we'll talk about that later. Miss Miller. I'm in love. So she wants to go out, right? And the daughter stows away. And then she ends up taking her to one of these hidden clubs, almost like the Sweat Factory slash fake pocketbook story that may or may not happen to David in what he told in Big Trouble in Little China episode. <laughs> it's one of these hidden kind of places because it's trying, to give you, it's trying to give you that underground place in Berlin, you know, when the Berlin Wall was still up kind of vibe exactly so the daughter's there to meet her boyfriend who's part of this what revolution you know trying to actually against her father she's in love with the opposition she's they have a young relationship they're in love and he but he opposes her father's reign of tyranny which because that's what they believe him to be brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. 
you do find out later on that his prime minister is actually much more of a reason why they run the country like a concentration camp. Yes, and that becomes the antagonist. But I do like that it's kind of like a side story to the to the romance and to the fun, actually. You know, it's... Yes, this is happening, but it doesn't take away from... I hate an antagonist that causes so much problems for the hero, so I'm glad it was more of a simple, like, okay, we got rid of him kind of thing in the end. I wouldn't have wanted this to be a back and forth with Joy and this Prime Minister guy the whole entire time. Okay, so the daughter's boyfriend gets locked up in the prison. Joy is very protective of the kids. She takes the blame for them, unafraid of really what this man could do to her. I mean, because honestly, I mean, they are in this dictatorship of a country at this point and probably if it wasn't for her charm her teaching the kids she could have been thrown into jail so she takes him walking right this is another great scene to meet all the peasants i love this she knows all the names she gave them echinacea one of that that one guy david so fran is ahead of her time joy mm-hmm. echinacea for a cold she's like oh sylvania i don't even know the woman's name she runs over to her she's like this is the president and he goes on this thing to meet everyone everyone right so they're lost and i do love this she says either we're going in circles because she sees here heel marks or that hermit has another life we don't know about because he says <laughs> we're not lost i don't even think we're on your land anymore i am president is all my land we're lost aren't we we're not lost well we're going in circles no we're not well either these are my heel marks or that hermit's got a whole nother life that we know nothing about i know where we are well where are we we're in the woods. I knew it. Why can't you just ask one of them for directions? They're playing on that relationship like a man can never ask for directions. And the wife or the girlfriend's like, just ask somebody for directions. But she also <laughs> shows him that she, within a short period of time, has already made connections with people she barely knows, knows their names, knows their history, has been caring for them. And these people have been in his the service of his family for 50 years, generations, and he doesn't even know who they are or what they do. This person must be new. She's like, he's been here for 50 years, literally. <laughs> you know, with that, again, that condescending sort of playful band of going to a factory. Yes. Tells the people to strike while he's raising, you know, being like typical, raising his hands and waving them, letting people cheer him on. Yeah, she's basically saying you're getting this false idol worship from these people. At the same time, though, of no overtime and, you know, working these people, union. She mentions that, yeah, so she's in there rallying the people in the factory to rise up, right? In between this, though, we do have that sandwich scene, which I have to say is very romantic. It's very subtle. They're very close. Close, but you really do feel the chemistry between the two of them, I think. Yeah. He's, he's cutting this sandwich up. What are you doing now? I couldn't sleep. You? I don't sleep. Oh, well, you want a sandwich? What kind? Oh, well, that depends. You know, is this tuna fresh? Because I noticed your country is landlocked. What was the thing with the mayo? She so hides she, it? She was, yeah, because she was saying it's so high and like he's he's of a certain age and she's like, you know, you're going to, you want to be around long enough or whatever. You're going to have a heart attack eating all this like heavy stuff. And he's like, why must you ruin everything for me? She's like, try the mustard on this. It's so much better. And then she feeds him. Mm. She feeds him. 
He, and she pulls out a full turkey, right? Like that turkey out of that. And, gigantic- he, and he lifts it for her, which mm. is like very, you know, that, I mean, if I was a woman and I had a man, like a, like a husband or whatever, I would want them to be like a protector of masculine. I don't even need to be a woman. He could lift my plate if he wanted to, lift my tray. I'll be anything. I'll be anything at this point. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. <laughs> I'm your mother. Oh my god. So I gotta say the one line that I've remembered since the first viewing of this movie, and I know I'm jumping around, but this is close to now they're planning a party, is Ma, you fed the chicken chicken? What's he eating? Same as the rest of us. You fed the chicken chicken? I should make two dinners. I don't have enough to do. How could you? Oh, we don't know any better. Anyway, it's delicious. It's silence of the chickens. I have remembered that line since 1997, seeing this in the movie. Silence of the chickens. And she ends up, she's trying to make this chicken cutlet meal that she can't understand at the chefs and the cooks, right? And the woman says, you- to make chicken, fried chicken cutlets, basically. So long story short, he goes to her, when do you want to, because she's telling him he needs to spend more time with his children. She's like, when would you like me to spend time with my children? I have a NATO meeting, NATO, NATO, this, that, nuclear disarmament, blah, 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 blah. He says that the reason why he basically had this teacher come to begin with is because he wanted to show the world that's all these world leaders that are coming from perhaps democratic places that he is not this cold tyrant that he is understanding of of western ways and culture and blah 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 so she tells him to throw a party she said instead of being this staunch thing where you have a meeting throw a party people love a party and it's actually pretty smart to say that she's like and then if you want to show that you're this diplomat that you're a statesman you let the kid go he's an 18 year old kid who's got too much energy or too much uh, angst and he's struggling with that but she's like then that would put you in a level where people would say this is a he's a he's not a tyrant but a really good person and he's just you know so she plans this and there's a chicken and the the chef or the the, I shouldn't say the cook she wants her to, to slaughter the chicken and she can't do it so she tries to scare it to death that doesn't work what is the problem it's a simple chicken cutlet oh come on i'll show you how it's done but tomorrow night i'm not gonna be able to what's that that's the chicken it's alive of course it's live you want it fresh no not that fresh you want for party then you must show me how to prepare Uh, you know what? Everybody's going to have to clear out of here. I-, I cannot work with a million people looking over my shoulder. <laughs> you know, I could do this, mister. I eat chicken all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'd be hypocritical if I couldn't do this. Hi. What's that over there? You know what? I can't do this. You happy now? I'm just going to have to tell him that I do. <laughs> Tells the chicken, like, doesn't he want to die for his country? And the chicken walks into this pot. And I, I don't know if it's supposed He's to be down. a tear or, or a sweat drop, but it, it, some kind of liquid drops from the beer. I think it's a tear. And the funny part is that she also has them ship in finger, like, oh, frozen le- food. Lechoy, lechoy, frozen. Uh, egg like rolls. Yes, egg no. rolls. Lechoy egg, egg rolls. rolls. <laughs> 
deserve. So she saves the chicken, which is so up my alley, David, because you know I love chickens. I always think they're adorable. The next scene, though, I love this. She's eating Entenmann's, which is a very New York staple. Oh, God. Especially back in the day. I mean, it's, it's still available. The chicken's eating Entenmann's. It's with cookies, too. In the and bed with her. Her mother calls, and she's like, Ma, it's so... It's in the middle of the night, and she's going on about... Tells her that they fired the girl who does the lotto, the lotto lady at night's hair and makeup, and they want to fire Fran. And then she's like, no, I have to see this through. So in the meantime, the prime minister basically is getting more and more mad. He's, he's kind of mm. lashing out. He's threatening the... The butler slash assistant. Possible brother. You got a scene where she is trying to sneak a massage for herself. (laughs) And she comes in, and this is the Lucy scene that you had mentioned. She he comes in, strips naked, she gets to see some of the goods, and he lays down and he wants her to, you know, massage him. And he's like, harder, harder, harder. And he's like, Can't keep my mind off of her. She gives me a feeling in in my in my gut yeah and he basically says the same thing that she had said to her mother quite a long time ago i want that feeling in my gut that's the the love that i have for somebody ivan ivan look i think my back is done no no still too tense it's it's that woman you know who i mean joy miller yeah I've never met anyone quite like her. She just has to walk into the room and I spasm. I think it's that voice. I mean, who has a voice like that? <laughs> so what if those windows are 12th century? Can't we put screens on them? Oh, sorry. I like her. Me too. Still, there's something about her. I don't know how to describe it. She gives me a feeling in my stomach. Not bad, exactly. More like an oops. It's crazy, I know. It's probably just hard. She goes to her bed, a love-struck, you know, person. She's laying on her bed dreaming about this man. I mean, con, I would be weak in the knees, too, to hear someone say that. So rigid, and then she's worn him down. She's opened this man's heart up. And it's nice. So Lucy, even the voice, she did the like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a massage man, yeah, uh," kind of thing. So that was a great scene. He sends her a beautiful dress and tiara, which is part of the crown jewels of his country. Again, that pretty woman, that Cinderella story. We see in the meantime that she had convinced the daughter's boyfriend to be released from the prison, right? And he makes a decree. He comes in. The prime minister guy is telling him to sign this, you know, take away all of the people's rights. Crush the strike and don't give the money, give them any more money. The, you know, the, the union, uh, the, 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 the factory workers, people, the workers, the factory, don't give them anything, basically force them to back to work. And he says, talk to the hand, talk to the hands, talk to the hands, talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. <laughs> Isn't that cute? I love that. Talk to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> And then she convinces him, she convinces him to shave off his beard and to wear Issey Laurent. Is that what? 
Yes, something like that. To be more approachable and, and things like that. We see that the guy rips up the proclamation and at the end of this party, the daughter's boyfriend is supposed to be released as a surprise, right? And it ends up not happening. But you also get the part where she actually, she tells him that the president, that she is only a hairdresser and a, a, a beauty enhancement teacher. He says it doesn't matter because she's she has made her his children blossom. Like he has a heavy set girl that she does doesn't have a lot of self-esteem. She teaches her to have self-esteem. She's loving to the little boy. I haven't been totally honest with you. I'm not a real teacher. I just have a beauty license. Beauty license? I teach makeup and hair. It's all I know. I mean, at first it was easy to pretend, but then I started to fall in love with your kids. And I got to know you much better, and and now it just seems wrong. What kind of a man do you take me for? Uh, I was hoping one that can see the bigger picture. You have the nerve to come here and tell me you are not a teacher. When you are the best teacher I have ever known. I am? Yes. The children blossom before my eyes. They're happy. They're confident. That comes from learning hair, then tomorrow I make new law. All teachers must have beauty lessons. Oh, Mr. President, I... I don't know what to say. Oh, my God. Call an ambulance! She doesn't know what to say. Well, perhaps I should take advantage of this silence and... ask for the evening's first dance. Oh, a slow dance, you know. I've never really been good at that whole Arthur Murray thing. Nice. She teaches them to go to their father and, and kind of share themselves with him the way that they were too afraid to. She basically tells him, "There's a lot. There's a lot. It's 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 very much a very healing. Her her presence is very healing and supportive in many ways." So you think that's going to be the thing that brings her down, right? So when this prime minister comes to her and threatens her that she better listen to him, he said, I'm going to tell your secret. And she says, well, I already told him too late. And he said, no, that you've been taking the daughter to visit the boyfriend in the jail. Ooh. And then she goes, well, like, no, no, you know, like she does a funny <laughs> little, I guess he doesn't know about that one or something, you know. Fran, Fran. This is a Fran playing Fran fine from the nanny. We get to the point that he becomes very upset finding out that she's been taking the daughter to the prison and she calls him a beast. So we tie in the title of the movie. She said, you really are a beast. Click, click, click. We got that down. Look, if you won't do it for your country, at least do it for your daughter. You should see them when they're together. It's the most adorable You've seen them together. Well, actually, I've been sneaking her down to see him. In the dungeons. That's where you threw him, isn't it? They are so much in love. You would have to be blind not to see that they're you think this is some kind of a game? You move us around like pieces on a chessboard because you know better. Papa, he's not a criminal. You are. <laughs> what are you doing? You do not understand. Oh, no? You have the temper of an eight-year-old. Your own children are scared to death of you. And you hit girls. Tell me what I'm getting wrong. Something is none of your business. You know you're right. 
Because if you can't even see that doing the right thing, even when you have nothing to gain, is what makes you a mensch and decent and civilized, I can't have anything to do with you. The boy will remain in prison. This is not a game. It is the way things are. And the way things will always be. You know what? Everyone is right about you. You are a beast. She decides not to, under the pressure of the prime minister, not to let the kid go. The daughter is upset. And then basically he finds out that Fran or AKA Joy has been taking his daughter down to sea. And she's like, they're in love. They're young, blah, blah, blah. He flips out. He's like, you try to move us around on a chessboard like pieces because you know better. Blah, blah, blah. And then you get the part where she basically lets him have it. She goes, because he's about to hit his daughter. He's like, he wants to slap her because she defies him. She goes, let me get this straight. Your, you, you, your children are deathly afraid of you. You hit women. You do this. You do that. You know, you think want people to respect you and think you're so amazing when you do all of these things. She goes, if, if you can't be a decent person and be a mensch, do you know what that word means? It's a Yiddish word. It means basically somebody who is integrity, morals. Oh, of someone who is righteous, someone who, you know, is supportive. It's a Yiddish word. I, I knew that for whatever reason. She goes, if that you don't know, that's what makes you a mensch. And if you can't do that, then I can't have anything to do with you. Dramatic scene, she runs off. And then you see her getting dressed. and Shows emotion, too. She actually, she wells up with tears. And it, this is out of the whole movie, the only time that you really see her break down, really. And not give this sunny disposition. So it does hit you, I think. And the fairy tale ends at that point. Like, like the shattered, it's shattered. It's over. And she runs out of the, the ball. She does look back and he, he, you know, he's watching her. The kids say goodbye to her, which is really, it's really heartbreaking because the little kid says in his native tongue that he doesn't remember his mother, but he hopes that she was like joy. That was really beautiful. And there, there's some funny parts where she, he's, he's always biting his nails. So she puts a dog cone on him and the guy's like, you put a thing for a dog. And she's like, oh, I'm not training him like a dog. She throws a, like something for him. <laughs> So when he is addressing, here's the funny part too, which I caught, and I don't know if anybody else caught this when they watched the movie. There is a part when he goes out, they're having this big thing, and he's talking like he's addressing all of his people, and he's saying how, don't defy the government because we will come for you, blah, blah, blah. And they're all cheering and cheering. And she knows that they're only cheering because they're afraid of him and the ramifications. So she goes out and does this Avita thing where she puts her hands out, and they all cheer and clap for her. And she basically goes, I always wanted to do that. But she's also, if you're <laughs> yeah. smart enough to look into it, she's saying they only do it because they're afraid of you. Because I just stood out and pretended I was whatever. And they bowed down to me too and cheered me because you you, you know, you know, have an iron fist here. So I read it that way. And I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. Plus, she always wanted to be a Vita, which is funny because it goes reads into that whole Madonna Vita error that we went through. And it shows that this woman on paper is supposed to be, I mean, not a ditz, but she's not supposed to be an intelligent philosopher of teaching, right? But she is a smart woman, and she's given probably not as much credit as she... Um, A lot of people are. You know, just because somebody chooses something that's more creative, you know, that brings me to a point like, just down simple things that people that do cut your hair and do do things that you can't do for yourself... 
yeah. or couldn't or wouldn't do for yourself or couldn't do for yourself, how you really need to respect those people because they provide a service to you. And yeah, just because someone chooses to do something more, they find creativity in doing makeup or things like that does not make them stupid. Maybe that's just their passion. You know, I've always been a, a, a believer in, you know, following your passion. Yes, we live in a world where you need to make lots of money to, to survive, but there's something to be said about living an unfulfilled life by just doing a nine to five and never following your passion. Like I haven't, I've always say this to you off camera. Like I have a husband, I have a house, I have my kids, I have the white picket fence. This is everything I wanted. I never wanted to be CEO of a company. I never wanted to be, you know, Bill Gates. Yes. Money is really great, but it's not my God. You know what I mean? But you need it to survive, but please sponsor you know, but you could sponsor us, yeah, for a very small amount of money. You can save two brothers. Yeah, for these two quarters a day, you two can sponsor two sad podcasts brothers. And, yeah. and, and a Rob. And a, and a Rob. Rob. Two, two brothers and a Rob. That's a shit. Maybe that's, we, we should do a spinoff, two brothers and a Rob tangent. But yeah, I, I, I think that also does read to the fact that she, uh, she leads with her heart, which a lot of people don't do these days. We see she ends up back home, right? I love this. She brings her chicken with her in this carry-on kind of like hat box hat with the chicken with the chicken's head outside of the thing. And she goes home. Her parents are like, "What happened? Like, oh my god, why are you here?" Shocked well, there's, to see this. There's a funny part too where the Ira, that's the butler type of servant, whatever. Uh, oh yeah, she calls him that, right? She's like, "I'm gonna call you Ira." He gives her the full money, and she goes, "You can tell him to take that money." And she goes, "Wait a minute, he's rich and I'm poor. I'm taking that." The president insisted you be paid the remainder of your tenure. You know what? You could tell him to take that money and. Wait a minute, what am I saying? He's rich and I'm fired. Give me that. Oh, I really thank you for everything. I'm glad you bring that up because I, I was going to ask you that. She says in that, I always thought she was the one leaving, but then she says, he's rich and I'm fired. So was she fired or was that just her basically saying like, I just don't have a job maybe? Yeah, I think that's rich. Because uh, I don't think he fired her. No, I think she fired herself. And it, I guess she is like still technically fired. So I have to say, and we're going to get into it, but to me, the, the movie did end a little abrupt. I would have liked maybe, I mean, and we're going to get into her party scene but i would have liked a little more maybe her seeing the kids again but anyway we see that she's back living with her parents david and uh it's her birthday yes but you also see that in what's the the, the place Sylvania. the president finds out the prime minister has been going behind his back and actually has him arrested for treason and he goes you're going to let a beautician destroy this country because he's like he said production is up 30 percent in the factories mm. because because they're happy, yeah. they're happy, blah, blah, blah. Why? Which is funny because was this whole thing about teaching his children about democracy a joke because really they were just going to do the same stuff anyway? Because he said that they were joining into like understanding democracy. And, you know, there's something to be said about that too. Like it was like a con thing maybe. But we'll talk the talk, but we're not going to walk the walk. So then you get to a scene where it's Fran's joys, Joy's yeah. birthday. And she's really dressed in this cute, like very like 
fifties orange outfit. I can't believe she's doing people. She goes, could you imagine what I did with six hairs on a head? <laughs> so she does carry this style. Like this is again, I hate to keep comparing this to the nanny, but the nanny was known for her wardrobe and her like cute, sexy outfits. Right. So she continues this fun. Well, there's a funny, it's a funny part. If you remember the nanny, the, she goes, Cece goes to, how do you afford these outfits? Even though she hates them because they're tr- like trashy. How do you afford these outfits on a nanny salary? And you find out that her cousin is, Isaac Mizrahi, the designer, designer. about popular, popular at that time, and that's funny. the reason why she has all these outfits that are like designer looking and amazing. It's her, her, her <laughs> cousin is a famous fashion designer. But anyway, I digress. So you see a scene where her parents are and they give her a birthday card. <gasps> I love it. I love it, David. God, she gives her the birthday card, and inside she's like, "We wanted to give you something really special, and that you it can was actually a- use." <laughs> They're opening a new Blockbuster next to the PETA place, I think she says. And she gives her a Blockbuster membership. And Fran is like, this is the saddest day of my life. Yeah, this is what my life is reduced to. Happy birthday, sweetheart. How come you get all dressed up? Oh, no. Don't tell me you're planning a party for me because I just cried through one at work, Ma. Yeah, we're not having a party. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Not having a party? (laughs) We wanted to get you something you'd really use. This is a membership to Blockbuster Video. They're opening a new one right next to the Eda Pita. Oh, this is the single most depressing moment in my entire life. <sighs> Wait. Then you hear the doorbell and she's inviting in great aunt blah blah blah. She's like, Do you have wooden shoes? That no, I love yes. I love that. Oh, ah! Buddy, it's cousin Happy Doris. Birthday. Oh, gorgeous. Thank you. Tell me about your vacation. Oh, I wasn't on vacation. I, I... Did you bring back wooden shoes? No. She didn't even bring back wooden shoes. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. How sweet. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Who is that? I have no idea. I met him yesterday at Carvel. You mean we don't even know him? He's a body. Joy, you want an empty party? She didn't even bring wooden shoes home. It was like a small moment, but it was... I would have liked to have seen more of her family, honestly. And then what's that the random guy that her mother met She met yesterday, and her mother, she goes, who is this man? She goes, I met him yesterday. And she goes, "Um, what did you want this place to be empty? That was... that was hysterical. Like she that invited hysterical. random strangers that she met, just and she's friends. Like, oh, it was so nice to see you again. She doesn't even know the person. So then she visits the chicken again, and this is the part with the mother turns out because she's like, wait, they're eating chicken. Thank God, the mother is taking care of the chicken and she's feeding the chicken chicken. So that's that quote. And then she goes, what? I should I should have to cook something different for the chicken. <laughs> Can they on? I've always wondered this, David. Can they really eat chicken? Because to me, I think that would give them mad cow disease. Well, not mad cow disease, but you know, like when cows eat other cows, they not doesn't sound great. It's very, it's like I don't cannibalism. know. I have to look into that, but I think mad cow disease comes from eating the brain. More than but anything. isn't it a cows eating other cows' brains though? 
I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Radical ones. I'm just a beautician. I'm just a <laughs> podcaster. I don't know these things. Let us know, radical ones, if we have any scientists out there, any science teachers. <laughs> I don't think you're here, any, but anybody working for PETA? <laughs> national, international. What? What? What's the World Health Organization? The who or whoever who, anybody the else. who the who who not the band the band just who and then we get to this part which i'll i'll let david explain but the mother says he's come for you someone he's come a long way for you fran he missed you david what does it turn out to be though i know you love this <laughs> <laughs> it turns out to be some guy she dated in high school that they did a she goes remember the musical you did uh, it was ro- a musical of rosemary's baby and he goes <laughs> i sang and i screamed the mother said i sang i screamed <laughs> come on ro don't keep me waiting and then she goes she's all upset this embryo belongs to satan <laughs> joy miller remember daddy cup from it mm. we used to go steady in junior high I still remember that scene you show you wrote. A musical of Rosemary's Baby. Ooh, I hummed and I screamed. <laughs> I love you, Ro. Don't keep me waiting. This embryo belongs to Satan. Oh, that was great! <laughs> sweetheart. It was a little flat. Well, honey, oh, sweetheart, uh, we're, we're low on ice. I need a broad ice. Oh, how about we'll some thank you, Daddy? I love you. Oh, I just, I gotta get some ice. I just gotta... It's funny because it's at that time, too, that they're turning any movie into a, a Broadway a show musical. And then the father goes, oh, we need ice. So her father has been her saving grace. He actually says at one time, take me with you. When the, when the, <laughs> oh, the like, for, to leave the mother, he's like, please take me with you. He goes, oh, she needs ice. She needs ice. She goes, thank you, daddy. And he gives her money to go get ice. And then you see her sitting on the, the steps of the house crying. And then we have the part that somebody hands her a gold macaroni encrusted (laughs) tissue box. We all did a tissue box, which was made by the children. Yep. It's it's her knight in shining armor, the president. He she's shocked, and that's the one thing he did look at that macaroni thing. And there, you know, there's other parts of the movie where yep. she sees him embracing his sleeping child because you could tell that he's got a heart and he loves his kids. There's a part where he talks about his wife, loving his wife, and the kids, and blah blah blah. So he gives that. She he goes before you say before you turn me away. I want to tell you three things. One, I freed the boy, and we're gonna have free elections in. The, the fall or something yeah, to I think he says the fall i'm in love with you and I, something to that effect and then she stops and she goes it's one and two is enough or so she actually said this at some point in the it's show. a call back to earlier right she's she had said two to him to him one and two is enough and then they embrace they kiss and everyone lives happily ever after i couldn't stay away but before you make me leave let me tell you three things one i've released the having free elections in the spring. Two, I love you. I can't live another day without you. And three, one and two is plenty. Are you okay with the abrupt ending? Would I have liked to have done like, you know, like the after the ending credits, like a quick scene that she goes back, she's waving to the people, she yes. embraces the children. 
Yes, but honestly, that's left up to your imagination, your interpretation, your, your where your heart takes you with this. And that's what I liked it. It's it's a feel good. It's it's a it is a modern fairy tale come true. It, yes. you know, like this is before this is before they did Ever After. Ever After and all of these other or when they did the Enchanted Smurf or whatever. You no, know, Enchant. Yeah, all these different things. And uh to me, I don't care what anybody says, I would put that up there. On, on high on my list of because I, I felt good watching it and never once that I can't watch this I'm so bored or you went quickly I was giddy I laughed I smiled it made me feel good it made me want to have a, a storybook romance maybe just... David want to run away to become a, a teacher with a prince and <laughs> well, I can't I got my kids and my husband you bring them with you and bring them with you. you... Oh, I did say I want to have a thruple so I can have someone help me do all the, you know, the, the work in the house, the chores and everything. I keep telling my husband that. He, he frowns upon it, though. He frowns upon it. Come on, they could do all the work. I'm like, I need somebody younger than me that can help. <laughs> so, David, Drescher had initially imagined Kevin Klein as Boris. And he was unavailable. Dalton, though, had a lot of charm and a very gentle tone. Comedian Laura House considered his acting to be a testament to the time, writing, That's how popular Fran was. Will Harris classified Petition in the Beast as one of Dalton's lighter and more comedic projects. And in 2014, Dalton shared that he had such a positive experience during the filming and praised Fran for her comedic timing and described her as very protective during the filming. Fran helped him with comedy and ensured that he had enough funny lines for himself, basically. So very giving. This is what I would definitely envision her to be like. Yeah, I would have loved to to go back to your comparison to her and Evita. I would have loved to have her gone back to the people cheering, something like that, and the kids waiting outside for her, maybe. Honestly, maybe they thought this was going to get a sequel at the time. Listen, it was wholesome. So maybe if she had sex while a wild sex scene and acted like a pig... (laughs) Then they probably would have. They probably would have said, "Oh yeah, that's a great movie." Maybe if she she opened her legs up and and was smoking a cigarette on a chair while being interrogated by the prime minister, then maybe they would have said it was great. You know what? Screw you, Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> it goes back to that. It goes back to that. So, Radical Ones, if you haven't seen this movie, honestly, please check it out. David, I saw after I saw. There goes the saw. There's the New York. There's the New York. I saw Fran and we had coffee. And we had Ensimin's coffee cake. We had Ensimin's cake and we had coffee. And we drank some water and had some bagels with some schmear. <laughs> and I wore a schmata. Anything else? Anything a else? Schmata, a schmata. A schmata. That's stuff that we say, people, by the way. So it, it's we're not making fun of anybody. That is us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you you can't remove it. As much as I've tried, you can't get rid of the accent. I've tried. It's available, like David said, on digital renting. Was it on Amazon? Is that where you... $2.99 or $3.99 for Biz Prime, yes, to rent it. Or it's like $9 to buy it. I should have just bought it because I want to watch it again, actually. Actually, I think I will be watching this again It just made me feel good. I don't really care what people think. It made me feel good. What other movie did... The Bodyguard. Like we said, like The Bodyguard, we hadn't Mm -hmm. watched in years. It made me laugh when she was being silly and when they were talking to the bar but it was also romantic as much as i i can i i'm so funny because i could watch horror movies but i like a, i love romance too and and yeah and i like something wholesome that movie was wholesome yeah it was it was wholesome but at the same time not cheesy 
And not sterile. Yeah. Not sterile. Right, because they said sex, 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 sex. But then when it turned out what the daughter thought was holding hands. So it was it was cute at the end. It, it is cheap enough, the DVD, if that's your thing. I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. I feel like this hasn't been seen by a lot of people. And maybe it could have a resurgence. Maybe we could bring it back, David, to the, the forefront of media. Yeah, as of recently, last maybe two years ago, I had seen Fran Drescher in a Christmas movie. With about her gay son oh, yeah. you know the typical yeah. hallmark going back home the big city lawyer goes back to meet the christmas tree salesman and she was cute in that too i just love you know fran drescher we're not going to talk about it but something very horrible has happened two very horrible things happened to fran drescher one i won't even mention another thing she's a cancer survivor and never lost her joy it seems like and i'm going to tell you the other thing that happened to her i wouldn't even wish on my my worst enemy so you can do your research if you want to see about oh. that do you know this ryan no this is a this is about love and i don't want to bring anybody down and i also want to say shout out to to my my little baby son happy birthday i love you yeah we'll we'll i'll tell you after i'll tell you after yeah, if you do check this out, Radical Ones, please let us know. We love to hear when someone checks out a movie that we talk about. Jeanette ended up a f- last, no, two seasons ago, we did A Dirty Shame, <laughs> where David almost got me canceled. Now, the first <laughs> And uh, Jeanette went and checked it out. She also checked out a Scream Queen. So the fact that things like that we were talking and someone actually goes to seek out what we're talking about, it's so touching, David. It's so touching. So if you do watch this movie, let us know. It might work against us sometimes because... It might not be a mainstream movie per se or a TV show, but I feel like we are doing something. Like, I love that we're not just doing the Goonies and, you know, like, hits, hits. So I feel like that is the radical retro way, like finding underrated classics, like David said, that we see the the humor, the joy in, and maybe bringing it to you. So you can always reach David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word, and the rest. Retro Rewind Podcast, one word on Instagram. We also have a Thundercats only fans, as I like to call it, to get through <laughs> excitement. Instagram page, David, for our Thundercats podcast, which is part of the show, but I figured this kind of, you know, separates it. Maybe we could talk more about Thundercats on the Instagram page that we have, and that is Thundercats1985 reviews at Instagram.com. Again, all of our links are below, and we've only just begun, David. My God, we've got another summer to go before we take a break this time. Do we even know what we're doing for the summer yet? Radical ones, we kind of talked about sword and sorcery slash barbarian slash adventure movies. Jason and the Argonauts, the Beastmasters. Um, the Sword and the Sorcerer, Thunder and the Dragon. Ooh. But you ain't heard that from me, because I won to gossip. I actually do love having a theme for the summer, because it kind of lets us know what we're doing, as opposed to every week coming up with a new topic. I mean, it's new, but, you know, like, we go with a theme then. You know, we had zombies, we had every Friday the 13th movie. Who knows? Who knows what's next? We've only just begun, David. We've only just begun to live. So we'll see you next Friday, Radical Ones, and we hope you enjoyed this. David, thank you. (laughs) 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 Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.
<laughs> so what if those windows are 12th century? Can't we put screens on them? If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 